I was thinking I've got to watch the Dune movie. It's got I Patrick like Stewart it. in it. <laughs> oh, it does? It's got, yeah. um, what's his name in it as well from Twin Peaks? I remember his name. <laughs> you know, the main detective guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the main dude. Um, and it's directed by that other guy <laughs> <laughs> who did Twin Peaks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I don't want to watch the, like, director's cut version because apparently it's way longer. Hmm. And it's like what you said about Blade Runner where if you watch the wrong version, then it can completely change the experience yeah. for you. Yeah. And I don't want to... I think it'll be hard enough as it is without watching, like, the three-hour-long version. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got to find the regular feature-length version, mm. if that exists. It's, it's not popular, mm. but I think it's I think it's a good film. I like it. I think I... I mean, I could read the book, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's probably the best way to get the story, though. Mm. It's a big book. Yeah. I'm looking it up. What, the movie or? David Lynch. That's the name I was looking for. (laughs) Don't know how I forgot that name, but I did. (laughs) Letting Twin Peaks fans down across the world. Well, not just that. David Lynch is a very well-regarded director. Mm -hmm. Should we start? Yeah. Okay. Hello and welcome to Game Assistant Podcast, episode 31. Hi, Mark. My name's Matt. <laughs> My name's John. You bastard. I'm good, thanks, Mark. <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> I'm just ignoring you both at the moment. <laughs> About the people that play retro, arcade, modern, pinball, board games, and everything in between. It's the 1st of February, 2019, and my name's Mark Bell. We already did our bit. Yeah, you did. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are bastards. <laughs> and how are we? Okay. I'm good, thanks, Mark. That's, that's good to hear. I'm glad <laughs> to hear it for the second time. <laughs> so what's been going on? Um, it's been hot. And mm. then today, it wasn't hot. Indeed. I think this is the first non-hot day that Sydney's had for... The whole year. <laughs> Actually, that's true. That's a good point. I was about to say for about a month, but for the whole year. Yeah. Actually, I guess it seemed to be the perfect kind of change in weather because we had a bunch of wind like last night, yesterday mm. afternoon, and then we had rain. So, it, like, immediately went to this really nice coolness. Mm. Yeah. It was about, what, 40, 41? Yeah. And then mm. in the space of about an hour, it was down to 23. Mm. Yeah, it was crazy. And then today it's been like low 20s all day. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Well, because, you know, normally in summer, what we're used to really is, even if it rains, which it does, because it's, you know, sort of semi-tropical, not really tropical, but, you know, um, you have hot days and then you have a rainy day and... It's cool, but it's really humid because yeah, it's still warm. It's horrible, um, which is really gross. But it wasn't like that mm. today. It was just an actual really cold nice. day. Yeah. Well, not cold, just nice. Yeah, well, on the brink nice. of cold. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> we are in agreement. 
So read a feedback. We yeah. have feedback. I know. Wait, did we get an email? <laughs> we did, but I'll get to that. Okay. That's that's something Sorry. That's something else. Spoilers. You're, you're jumping ahead. Yeah, Sorry. spoilers. Bakersnark MDW. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Bark. (laughs) (laughs) Again, spoilers. (laughs) On the forums, he mentions that um, regarding our Monsters pinball conversation in episode 29, Mm. the series was indeed black and white, as we assumed. Mm. Mm. Um, But there was a movie released that was in colour called Monster Go Home. Monster Go Home. Which is a terrible title for a movie. Monsters Go Home? (laughs) No, Monster Go Home. (laughs) Apparently, Munster, comma, go home. They might need a grammar lesson from a Roman centurion. Well, it was one of them. <laughs> so they're telling just one Munster to yeah. go home. Yeah, anyone. Yeah, the other ones are fine. Yeah. I don't know which one has, you know, done whatever he did to piss yeah. people Have off. To see but the movie. I guess so. Mm. <laughs> but apparently, that movie was in colour. Um, and the lady's dress, which I don't know the lady's name. Mark didn't mention it on the forum, so I don't... So, he, yeah. We don't know her name. Uh, um, we should fire him as a fact checker. I know. <laughs> uh, Unofficial fact checker. Which is purple in the artwork on the game, which is what you mentioned. Mm. Um, wasn't even purple in the movie. It was a cream colour. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Well, actually, I thought it was black, I guess. But I guess, No, it's a purple. Okay. You kind of expect it to be colourless, you know. Mm. In the black and white one. No, but even yeah, but even if it, the the show became color, yeah, yeah, I think that's that, n- that's not a place I would have put color. Yeah, like mm. Herman, yeah, I think it, it Herman's green, I guess. You know, but mm. it doesn't but, look like it should be that color. Yeah, mm. yeah, but yet it's yeah, it is purple in the color version of the game, mm. um, but not purple in the color version of the show. Mm. which is the movie. Stay with me here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was slightly purple in the 80s reboot of the series called The Monsters Today, which, again, is a very bizarre title. Mm. <laughs> the Monsters Today. It almost yeah, sounds like, like a take on The Next Generation, Yeah, but I guess it was before that. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. But, yeah, so odd. Her name's Lily. Lily, there you go. I knew that. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He then talks about how the premium version of the game is the only one in black and white. So we thought, or I thought, the pro and the premium was black and white. The LE was colour. Yep. But no, the the pro pro is is colour. The premium is black and white. The LE is colour. Right. Um, Okay. And he said he understands the outcry about it because no game can look good in black and white and then links to a picture of Centaur. Right. So that yeah, was a bit of sarcasm. sarcasm. Right, okay. Yeah, because Centaur <laughs> is one of the best-looking pinball sh- machines of all time. Yeah. And it's black and white. It looks awesome. It's got red in it, but, you know, it's mostly black and white. That artwork on Centaur is amazing. Does the, I wonder if the premium has colour lights in it, though. Because I think one of the cool things about Centaur is the way the light is used with... Because mm. isn't there like red lights and stuff on yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, there is. Mm. Yeah, it's a fantastic work of not much colour in the artwork, but then the lights and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a famous person who did that? 
who did the centaur. pinball. Yeah, the centaur artwork. Uh, probably. Don't know. Because they would let them get away with having a black and white hmm. machine. Hmm. That's a good. That's a good question, actually. Yeah. Maybe someone can pick us up on that. Hmm. We need a f- unofficial fact checker. <laughs> <laughs> Who could that be? <laughs> he then talks about uh, Star Trek Attack Wing and the game that him and I played. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says that John guessed correctly that the Klingon ship was the D7. Yes. <laughs> it was the Groth from The Trouble with Tribbles, captained by Koloth. Koloth. Did you understand that sentence? I'm not sure what he means by Groth, but Koloth is obviously the guy's name. Right. And sounds like a Klingon name, but I'm not familiar because I don't watch original series. Right. But I am aware of the Trouble with Triples episode because it's a very famous episode. Yes, everyone knows that episode. Yep. Hmm. And, oh, there's a really fun DS9 episode where they go back in time uh, to that yes, episode. Yes, yes, yes. And I they have to that. dress up in, like, the original series costumes. and mm-hmm. That's yeah. a DS9? Yeah. Because I've seen that. I thought Dax it was like... I just remembered Dax oh. in the red dress. <laughs> I bet it's you did. seared into my memory. It's filed <laughs> under a special category. And you'll remember that again later tonight. <laughs> I remember it every now and again. <laughs> and um, uh, Mark's captain was no random, as I said, <laughs> but was Pike, who um, Kirk took over from on the Enterprise. Yep. Still sounds like a random to me. But... <laughs> He's actually the captain in the new show now. Yeah. Yep. In series two. Yep. Pike is back. I've watched yeah. the first episode. I know that I think the second episode's out, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Mm. I watched it. Yeah, I've seen the second one as well. What did you think, Matt? Yay or nay? Um Don't spoil it. Uh, if any any opinion I give is a spoiler. No, I asked she you. She dies. I gave you two options, yay or nay. <laughs> If you have to think about it that much, then I don't even want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a good episode. Okay, cool. I liked it. I like where it's going. Mm. I like the feeling. Mm. It feels more like Star Trek to me. Mm. I was a bit iffy on the Pike thing. Yeah. Because it felt like it. So was I. It felt like they were reaching for some kind of connection. Yeah, or reaching for some kind of a way to uh, push the series on. Hmm. From no. where it was before, but... I mean, the the concern is, like, if they're cheaply referencing existing things. Yeah, and that's where I think I was going, mm. but the second episode was good. It mm. sort of cemented it a bit more. Mm. It was so better than the first one. It supposedly yeah. starts 10 years... So, Discovery supposedly starts 10 years before Enterprise starts. So, the whole thing could be about Pike and how he ends up... Um. Handing the Enterprise to Kirk or whatever. That would be weird, though, considering the first series didn't have any Pike whatsoever. Oh, yeah, no. no. Well, oh. I mean, it could be, like, part of, like, a subplot kind I'm of sure thing. I'm sure he's or... in another episode. Maybe not original He's in series. the first two episodes of original series. He's also in some of the reboot movies. Cause in I, the, in I have the... this, he's, like, in a wheelchair and he can't speak yeah, or something. because he hmm. got... That's why he's not the captain of the Enterprise anymore because there's some alien or something that basically made him disabled and that'll do it yeah (laughs) spoilers for discovery (laughs) the the funny thing about it is it's such a (laughs) well i mean 
I was thinking it's such a typical original series story, but I haven't really watched it, so I don't really know. But I guess maybe what I should be saying is it feels like a typical, like, you know, 70s kind of story. It's it he They go to some planet that's like a pleasure planet where mm, the aliens that. kind of like consume your body, oh. but then it's like you're in the Matrix or something where you can see everything that you want to see. And there's this like really ugly alien that makes herself look beautiful and copulates with him and Crikey. something like that. And mm. that somehow ends up in him being losing the use of his legs or something. And Must have been a good one. Yeah. Mm. But then in the end, he decides to stay there or something like that. And that's when he hands over the ship. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's really, I mean, yeah, it's a weird plot line. Mm. I, was I thought I, when you were describing that, I thought I remembered seeing that, but maybe I haven't. I mean, I could be, I just read like a Wiki, Wikipedia article. And I might be remembering details wrong. Cool. It's all very vague and right. muddled so just in my like mind. Us, we're making stuff up as we go along. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> I wouldn't actually do research. No. For the podcast or no, anything that'd be like ridiculous. that. Ridiculous. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Hey, Mark, what's this? Uh, John reaches over to his right and grabs a PCB. It's. Can I describe it? It's got a Please HDMI do. port. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got an audio jack. Mm-hmm. It's got a mini USB. It's got a. It's got four USB ports and a RJ forty five socket. So everyone be... who listened to that description probably already knows what it is. Um, <laughs> Matt knows what it is. Yeah. I think I know what it is. Oh yeah, it's got a picture of a Raspberry on it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's a Raspberry Pi. Yep. And it's the latest model. Uh, Pi 3B plus, I think, sure. yeah. whatever the latest one is. Mm-hmm. I bought that a little while ago, and it was going to replace my other Pi, which has got my, you know, full, whoops, as so I smacked my microphone, <laughs> my full um, emulation setup mm-hmm. thing, because um, that one's a little bit faster. The latest one's a bit faster, mm-hmm. but the... <clears throat> The SD card I've got in is 120 gigabytes, Mm -hmm. and you need to, well, you should back that all up Mm -hmm. before you, you know, insert it into the new one, because it needs a different, I don't know, what does it need a different of? Uh, You should update the operating system. Yeah, that thing. Right. (laughs) Um, And I don't have 120 gigabytes worth of space Mm. to dump So do they usually come preloaded with an operating system? No. If you buy them in a package, then yeah. Okay. But if you just buy the board like I did, yep. then no. Right. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We might be interrupted by a few of those little asides because we are sitting in the room with the stacks. There's so many interesting things in here. Mm. Stacks of Mega Drive, Master System, Commodore 64... Everything you can think of. If I just looked like a little bit down and to the right, I would have seen the box <laughs> that says Raspberry Pi on it. There you go. Anyway. There you go. <laughs> I just saw a PCB and I was like, hmm, hello. <laughs> hello, hello, little fella. What are you doing there? <laughs> Moving on. 
<laughs> and we sort of made out that uh, Star Trek Attack Wing and Star and the Star Wars version of Attack Wing, which is called X Wing, mm-hmm. uh, is pretty much the same game. Um, but Mark says Boy, that's incorrect. Were you wrong, and dead wrong. <laughs> I knew I was wrong because I'd also research, or not necessarily research that. We don't research things on this podcast. No. But when I was doing the show notes for that episode, I realised that it was a different game. How different? Uh, the rules are different. Yep. It's what? developed by a whole different company. What? Yeah. I thought I Apparently, was there to believe they're the same. You might. Did you just say that it was licensed by... So, WizKids own the license for Star Trek, yeah. and they licensed the rule set from this other company that makes Attack Wing, yeah. uh, makes um, Star Wars... What's it called? X-Wing. It's called X-Wing. It's not even called Attack Wing. It's called X-Wing. So they licensed the rules off the people that made Star Wars X-Wing and then made Star Trek Attack Wing with that, but then probably made some changes just to make it work Mm. with the bigger ships and stuff, which I think it does. I think the main, but the core mechanics of like the way you move around the the battlefield is similar Mm. and um, you have... One thing we didn't really mention was the actual movement markers. Mm. So, they're like little plastic um, shapes that actually indicate how far you're moving. So, there's like a really long one that's like 30 centimetres long. And that's it's like 10 centimetres is one counts as like one move or one strength kind mm. of thing. Yep. So, that's like three. You need like three move power for that. Or, and that's straight ahead, or you can use a turn that where you don't move as far, but you turn and that still uses like three move power. Mm. It's funny how that plays in the strategy too, because you, you're thinking about what move you'll do. Mm. And in my case, I was looking in the box um, of all those bits of movement thingies, mm. and these were cardboard ones, mm-hmm. but you don't want to pick them up. Mm. And look at them because oh. then the other player knows he's what going, ones you're looking he's at. Thinking about going straight Maybe. three. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. you can you can do the you know the throw them off your trail. Oh, pick up <laughs> the other one yeah. while you're looking at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you don't even want to finger through and go. Oh. Hey, remember what Mark said last time? It takes him a while to get used to complexity. He, he, yes, that kind of double crossing. I'm a simple is. man. I'm a simple man. <laughs> But I'm like that too. I just don't think that far ahead. Hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're pretty different. Um, and he says he prefers Star Trek because mm-hmm. the reasons that you pointed out, John, that um, they're ships rather than fighters. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also said that there's multiple races and factions compared with um, Star Wars. That's really more of a straight, just good yeah. versus evil sort yep. of thing. Yeah. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, and mm-hmm. you can also, yeah, you can check out Mark's full comments in the thread, which is under the episode 29 thread on the forum. Mm-hmm. His posts are quite entertaining to read. Yeah. I enjoy them. They're very conclusive. Mm. Mm. And there's lots of little dry jokes in there. Yeah. <laughs> and he includes a lot of screenshots and things like that. So yeah. They're, they're really, really good.
Uh, the other bit of feedback we got was from an email. Yay! I know. <laughs> we actually got an email. <laughs> we did it! <laughs> uh, okay, we can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> we win. Uh, so, Kerry obviously heard our plea um, a couple of episodes back, or maybe the last episode, I can't oh, remember. Now I feel less um, excited about it, because it's only It wasn't spontaneous, it's only it was because, us. Yeah. yeah. Please email us. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> at feedback at gamersystem.co if you want to email us. Um, but yeah, he emailed us, so that's really cool. He's mm. enjoying the new quiz format, so that's good mm-hmm. to hear. Yep. Um, the rest I'll just read straight off the bat. So, it was influenced by us at GTS Podcast um, in that he was staying in Sydney from Newcastle, where he's from, mm-hmm. and he was planning a visit to 1989 Arcade Bar. Cool. However, he was thwarted by this ridiculous heat talking about mm. the heat wave, um, and also an eight-year-old daughter who reached a new record of staying up late. <laughs> so heat Aww. plus no sleep. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, he said he'll come one day, hopefully have an ale with all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, one more question for the team. A recommendation for podcasts. Maybe oh. pod of the week. Doesn't have to be gaming related. Mm. Uh, he goes on to say he highly recommends Ten Pence Podcast, which is a fantastic podcast. I'd mm-hmm. recommend that too. Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's enjoying Autopod Decepticast, oh. which is a minute per hour, per one hour pod of Transformers, the 1986 movie. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, what sort of podcast do we listen to? What would we recommend? I've got a couple off the bat I could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can say some. Do you yeah. have anything, Matt? Um, probably one that I can recommend. He's looking at his phone. Yeah. Does that mean I go first? <laughs> it's, it's not a, <laughs> we threw you into it. It's not a video games one. This is yeah. 99% Invisible. Hmm. Oh. Which is, um, it's about... A podcast about being a hermit. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's about uh, design things. Ah. Cool. The, like the name is more like, you know, good design is invisible. Yeah. That's the idea. Right? No, that makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. yeah. What sort of design? Anything in particular? Uh, it's all, all sorts Anything. of things. Because it's yeah. like 300 episodes now. So they've... Jesus. They got, have they ever talked about op- Opus Magnum? <laughs> no? The game. The game? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just checking. No, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't think you were into design. No, I'm not. It's pretty... <laughs> that's because the podcast is good. That's why I listen to it. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, what makes it good? Is it the personalities or... Um, it's all... I don't know. There's interesting little tidbits about things that go on. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That's a cool suggestion. So, okay. So, this example is Raccoon Resistance. The problem was that in there's some town in Canada or whatever that... They had raccoons getting into the garbage bins. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, they've got to design these garbage bins that are raccoon-proof. Huh. There's a whole story, all the drama that went on. It was an interesting story. You know, <laughs> wow. It's yeah, yeah. some random thing that... Yeah. Hmm. hmm. That's cool. I would never have guessed that coming from you, but that's that's really cool, actually. That's Sounds a good suggestion. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Do you have one, John? Well, yeah. Well, when I'm not listening to, like, gaming or nerding podcasts, 
I listen to WTF with Mark Marin, which a lot of people probably know. Um, I don't know it, so explain it to well, me. Well, it's I think it's a pretty famous podcast as far as podcasts go. Like if you look at you know top podcasts on iTunes or something, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in there. Hmm. He's just a comedian who uh, has been podcasting for a, quite a while now, um, and he just interviews celebrities, um, but. He's very a very very good interviewer. Hmm. He often gets into a personal level of yeah conversation, hmm. which is pretty cool because it becomes more of a conversation about the person than necessarily about their work, which is a lot more interesting to me. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> and if you're slightly neurotic like me, you'll like Mark because he. He's just totally open about his personality and, yeah, he's got a lot of worries and a lot of things on his mind and hmm. doesn't know how to deal, cope, cope with things. And I guess for him, the podcast is a bit of a coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's, yeah, it's really interesting. And he's not necessarily funny in a classical sense, mm-hmm. but he says a lot of things that are feel very true to life and it's very relatable Hmm. so and i would say particularly um when he interviews musicians is is really interesting um and the latest one i listened to is actually a billy connolly and that was really cool Hmm. and it's not and just the way that they get along with each other is uh really interesting Hmm. um yeah does do they address the whole uh, thing that blew up recently about Billy Connolly saying he was dying? Um, no, because I think the interview was before that. Ah, uh, okay. Right. So, um, yeah, so that was, yeah, it was about four years ago or something. Uh, so okay. he has a lot of, um, he has all his archives are available, but you have to have like Stitcher Premium to be able to listen to all the archives. Hmm. But I think you can listen to like the last year's worth. And that includes um, Obama. He did one with Obama, which is really interesting to listen Mm. to. Mm. Um, And, yeah, some other really well-known people. But Mm. he's also recently done, like, Eric Idle and John Cleese, and they're really interesting. Um, Paul McCartney, that's one that's just really interesting to listen to because he pretty much, like, if you love someone for a specific thing that they've done and you don't really know the rest of their career. Hmm. He goes through their whole life pretty much. So, he'll always talk about that thing that you love that they did, <laughs> hmm. if that makes sense. Hmm. Like, I think that's one of the things he does that is really, really done well, mm-hmm. is that he he will start from, like, when they first were young and got into whatever it is and go through their whole life. So, listening to that interview, you learn a lot about... Paul McCartney and where he came from and hmm. all those sorts of things. And I'm sure, like, diehard fans already know all that stuff. But, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, okay. So, he definitely gets the big names then. Yeah, now, he's been going for so long, I think a lot of celebrities now know who he is and it's almost like, you know, ticking it off. Like, you go on, you know, late night and you go on Mark Maron, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Laughed because <laughs> Matt, you probably heard a sound that sounded like a fart. 
I I can hear the sounds. Yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> it's actually our dog snoring. <laughs> yeah, our dog snores. Uh huh. Sorry to just laugh while you were talking, That's John. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining what was going through Matt's head. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds really cool. Mm. Yeah, it is good. Um, mm-hmm. for me, uh. The Frame Savers is probably a podcast I'm listening to or enjoying the most at the moment, but that's a that's a gaming related podcast. Mm. It's a speed running related podcast. Those guys are really entertaining. Outside of gaming, um, I've been falling down the hole of <laughs> <laughs> this whole Trump Robert oh, Robert investigation into wow. Trump slash Russia. And is there podcasts that cover Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. of course there are, but yeah. is there good podcasts that cover Would you like to know a good one? <laughs> well, you might as well. Um, one that's released every single day, except for the weekends, mm-hmm. um, is the Rachel Maddow Show. Mm-hmm. And it is a television show in the US, but mm-hmm. they record it and then release it as a podcast every day. Okay. Um, and that's, that's a really, really good one because she sums up what's happening very, very well. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit um, biased towards the Democratic side as opposed to the, you know, the other side. Mm. Um, So you will get the story from that perspective, Mm. but it's also really a really good summation of what's been going on. And this whole investigation, there's so much going on that Mm. every single day there's stuff worth talking about or worth listening to. That does sound interesting. Mm. So it's been mm. really, really good and a black hole. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, it's funny, like, I was a bit taken back when I heard about some of this stuff because I don't really watch TV. Mm. Um, when I watch things, I watch like YouTube or Twitch mm. and either maybe I'll watch a movie or something on Netflix or I play games. That's what I do with my time. I never ever watched free to air TV, mm. so I didn't really know all of this stuff was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, someone said to me, "Oh, yeah," made a joke about, "Oh, that's why the you know the the government in the US is shutting down." And it was kind of one of those things. It wasn't just like a random joke, you know. It was too random to be not something that was happening. I was like, I was like, "Ha yeah, ha." I was like, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's stuff that's happening every single day. Yeah. It's, it's just bizarre. It, it's just this thing that you, or at least for me, once once you start getting involved in it, you can't tear yourself away from mm. it. Because it is like a, it's like a drama TV show. There's something ridiculous happening every single day. Mm. So that's, that's a really good podcast that sums all of that stuff up really well. Mm-hmm. And it's current. Mm-hmm. It's daily. Uh, the other one I'd mention is Hardcore History. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a fantastic podcast. Yeah, Those podcasts are about four or five hours long each. That's one that Crikey. it comes yeah. up a lot when you talk to people about, oh, what's a good podcast? I've had a few people say Hardcore History. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, they might go four or five hours each, but he releases one every 12 months. Oh, hmm. okay. Something wow. like that. Because they take that long to put together. Yep. Um, and he just explains stuff that's happens happened in the past, obviously, because it's history, in 
just an amazing, very compelling way. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to that one when I go to sleep because mm. you can't sleep while you're listening to that I stuff. Don't know. I don't know how you sleep with any podcast. <laughs> I yeah, I'm... The non-compelling ones. <laughs> yeah. But Hardcore History, yeah, it's it's fantastic. And hmm. I think a lot of what I know about World War One, World War Two, and stuff like that is mainly through those podcasts. Yeah. He goes into a lot of detail. Hmm. So. It sounds interesting. Yes. I have to remember that for my next long trip somewhere. Hmm. Hmm. It'll certainly keep you awake if you're worried about falling asleep whilst driving or something like mm. that. Hmm. That's a good point. Um, I just noticed there's Super Buster Move 2 and did I see Super Buster Move 3? No, it must have been just Super Buster Move 2 on PS2. I'm going to have to look for that. I really want Mm. a Buster Move game, but they're all... I mean, a PS2 one can't be too expensive. You wouldn't think so. Very popular game too, so they're out there. Mm. There's also... um, There's... Nintendo DS versions as well, later oh. ones. Okay, here's a question that I should probably know. Do normal DS games work on the 3DS, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes, they do. And I believe there's a Buster Move and or Puzzle Bobble, because that's the other name for it, on mobile devices. Because I saw a lady playing it in front of me on the train the other day. But I hate playing those games on mobile. Yeah, Although- it's not as... Accurate as you, what you would hope, I guess. Yeah. I just don't want my thumbs in the way of what I can see. Hmm. It's annoying. Hmm. Yeah. It is an affront to your very being. <laughs> Speaking of mobile games. Yeah. You know that Sega Heroes game? Yep. You know how I said I would probably stop playing it, like, the next day? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm still playing it. Have you paid Wait. for anything? I've been keeping track of how much I've been spending. Oh, he's been oh, spending money. Hey, oh. you assume. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, zero? I was, yeah, I was leading to okay. uh, setting up a joke, which oh, was uh, that I've spent zero. Okay. Right. Yeah. Nice work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will never, ever spend money on those games. Hmm. So I think what I meant to kind of say last time is it's almost like a rebellious act to download and play these games without spending money. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, if you're going to make a game that, to me, is offensive because it's designed to try and make me spend money, mm-hmm. I'm going to deliberately play it without spending money. So I get and the you enjoyment know what you're of doing? playing the game. You know what you're doing? You're what? ruining their analytics. Which yeah. Which is good. Exactly. You're the outlier. Yeah. Yeah. You're sticking yeah. it to the man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, For every one of you, though... There's one of these people that I heard about oh, God. this week. I think I, it was this week. I know week. there's so many people out there like that. My though. boss at work. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, he was walking past and I said, hey, how are you going? And he came up to me and he said, oh, I'm doing okay now. Oh, I was God. like, oh, what do you mean? And he said, look at this. And he started scrolling through his, his email, his Apple email. Yeah. And it was $20, $40, $15, $20, $30. <laughs> And he said, his daughter, you know, innocently asked, oh, can I, can I use your phone to play my game? And and he said, yeah, sure. And and she was getting a little bit addicted to it. And so they were trying to control her time that she Mm. was spending on the phone. Um, Little did they know that she was buying stuff. Do you know what game it was? 
Uh, there was a Harry Potter game. Okay. He mentioned. Yeah. And something else as well. Some other popular title. And it went into the thousands. Whoa. Of dollars. Shit. Thankfully, How he called up she? Apple. Uh, under 10, I think, or around okay. 10. Oh, well. He called up Apple and they just refunded all of the money. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So they know this stuff happens. Yeah. But, um, yeah, literally thousands of dollars. I bet Google wouldn't do the same thing. Hmm. I don't think you could even get a hold of them. Hmm. I doubt you could. Yeah, I don't think they have as much control over their store, and maybe that's the yeah. thing that they pitch as a good thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's good and bad things. Like, the good thing is that, yeah, it's more open and there's more available because of that. Hmm. But, yeah, the bad thing is that... I think that probably happens more often mm. and there's probably more apps that are like essentially gambling. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that people don't get their money back. Mm. I think you, you probably could call up your credit card provider and say, hey. Do a charge back. Yeah. And they probably would. But Apple being Apple, you can, yeah, you can, well, mm. as proven, call them up and they go, oh, mm. that's obviously not good. We'll mm. give you your money back. Yeah. So that's the that's the thing that really sucks about it, and you well, they're know, designed it's to okay. be gambling. Yeah, they're designed to mm. tempt mm. people into pressing that button. Well, it's you get to a point where you actually can't keep playing the game unless you do, essentially. Mm. Um, and it's it's like you wonder, like, how is this even legal? But mm. really, I guess there's no precedent for it yet, and. You know, just like a lot of things, the people that are in control, it doesn't affect them, so they don't really mm. care. Um, so they don't need to make a change. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, you know, even though Apple gives the customer back their money, I doubt Apple get the money back from that company. Because mm. how could they argue that that's not legitimate? Someone has pressed that button. Yeah. So well, they've they approve the app as well. Yeah. But it's probably it's probably an acceptable loss thing because for every like father like that who rings Apple and says, "Oh, can you give me my money back?" There's probably ten other dads that just pay it. Yeah. They you just know? go, "Oh, this is you know horrible," yeah. and and not only that, there's probably other adults who are spending that kind of money too mm. of their own free will. Yeah. Um, yeah, so how do you argue it's an illegitimate use when other people hmm. are just doing it? Yeah, and then and then the shitty thing for us is that, you know, people think that that's what games are. People mm. think that's what video games are. Mm. <laughs> I think know? it depends on uh, what country as well, because some countries do label those as actual gambling. Mm. Like loot boxes got banned in a lot of countries because mm. that was... Um, Decided to be actual gambling. Mm. Yeah. But you know, Australia is not going to be against gambling. Mm. Australia really likes gambling. <laughs> the government makes a lot of money. Yeah. That's gambling. the thing. Yeah. They benefit so much. And then it's so funny to think about how pinball machines have that bad reputation because they were once connected with gambling, mm. you know, to the point where it permeates even now. Mm. Um but then we have little kids playing apps that literally are gambling and, yep. you know, that's just part of everyday life. Yep. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Yep. It's yeah. kind of scary. 
Yeah. Going back to Kerry um, <laughs> <laughs> after that little aside. Um, he said, and of course, Game the System podcast, really look forward to it. Um, the approximate one hour mark is quite digestible hmm. and very thankful for the time that we put into it. What a lovely thing to say. I know. Thank you very much, Kerry. <laughs> uh, he also followed up with another email. Oh. Um, Two emails, yay! <laughs> <laughs> and he said, if you don't mind another question, have you ever encountered a virtual pinball that is upright slash vertical? He's only seen one on YouTube, a custom custom combo MAME cab. Real, realistically, that's all he could, um, you know, fit into his house space-wise mm. and even that's a stretch um but he knows we aren't the hugest fans of virtual pinball but what do we think and do we know of anything i've never seen anything like that no i i, I hadn't heard of this before and i thought oh it's an interesting solution to people who don't have much space mm. Mm. where virtual pinball is like one thing you do mm. to not have many tables and then and then to vertical, also you, vertical yeah, yeah. It is a great idea, actually. I, I, I feel like it'd be weird to play because I guess it depends how big the screen is, but you have to stand relatively close, right, so you can reach the buttons. Unless, I guess they could poke out, yeah. kind of, mm. like a kiosk or something. Mm. Um, yeah, Ben Benasic's making a virtual pinball table at the moment. He's building it entirely... Mm-hmm. from scratch yep. with his own parts and stuff. So that's pretty cool, but that's not a vertical one. That's just a normal no. table. It's kind of like a tabletop one. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So it's an interesting idea. I think it's yeah, a it's pretty a cool good idea. idea. Uh, he also says it may not be our cup of tea, but he highly recommends High School Girl, um, especially to watch binge as a date night activity. <laughs> Do you know what... Is that a... I think it's a cartoon. Okay. Or an anime. I think I've heard like of that. it before. Yeah. Yeah. It's on their Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix, is it? I think I saw it. Right. Check it out. Uh, he says there's a scene where the boy has to choose between a game I frequent, so I'm assuming Ghouls and Ghosts there, or mm-hmm. Final Fight. Which one will he last longest to stay out of the rain? I'd probably choose Final Fight in Wait, that what? regard. Unless it was me. <laughs> then right. I choose ghouls and ghosts. I'd choose this unless it was me. It is you. <laughs> okay, I get what I'm saying there. Um, yeah, but I need to check that series out because it sounds like, and I've heard from elsewhere, it's very rooted in gaming culture, as in they talk about stuff that people who know about games would recognize. Cool. Like little minute details. Yeah. For instance, in Final Fight, there's a technique you can use when you bust open like trash cans and stuff like that, mm. instead of getting food, you always get gems. Mm-hmm. So there's a little thing you can do to oh. point press. And that's referenced in this that's show. That's really specific. Yeah. Yeah. I so they know their about stuff. That. So I'm keen to actually check that out. Cool. I um, think it'd be hard to choose between those games for me because I won't last long in Ghouls and Ghosts, but I won't last long in Final Fight either. You can at least get a couple of stages into Final Fight. Yeah. Get up to Sodom, probably, mm-hmm. and then die. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Until the next pod, Carrie says, please also send my best to John and Matt. You guys make a great team. K. 
Harry. Aww. I know. It's another nice thing to say. The feels. The feels. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. That was really nice of you to send those emails. And I might break and get a beer. Mm-hmm. G-lock like do you remember where is it it's there but I think it's also on Mega Drive I think it is on Mega Drive I remember that well I was gonna say I remember the Mega Drive version I remember the Mega Drive version more I think I played it but I can't remember what you do yeah. <laughs> I know it's some sort of plane jet thing yeah I don't remember the master system version at all I feel like I, I see the game around a fair bit but I don't think I've ever seen any screenshots or heard anyone ever talk about it, which means it's probably terrible. Hmm. <laughs> but it's not like at that level where they're just everywhere and they're really cheap because no one ever buys them. Yeah. I don't know. And we could pull it out and look at screenshots, but it's under a stack. Yeah, it's, it's really towards the bottom of the stack. Yes. <laughs> News. News? Cool. News. Z-Ball Amusements, a.k.a. Roger Z. Mm. He's looking for a venue for a barcade in Sydney. Yeah. Did we know this? Yeah. Uh, Well, I saw it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Just making sure other people knew. (laughs) And (laughs) one of the the more recent venues that they were looking at, apparently, was Petersham Station, which was up for lease. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which um, I think... I was reading some of the comments about it from people that know a bit more about this kind of thing. And I think realistically, it's probably not going to happen because apparently on the inside, it's like got a lot of mold issues and big problems right. that would cause like structurally that would cause a lot, would cost a lot of money to fix up mm. to make it usable. Mm. But man, that'd be so cool. Yeah, that would be Can amazing. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And is it's on a line, right? So there'd be trains going past and stuff. Mm. I don't understand how that can be a building that's up for lease in a commercial sense. Mm. Unless the people who own it aren't willing to spend anything on it. Imagine if you had like a bar in that station and you had drunkies stumbling around on the platform <laughs> and then there's trains going past. <laughs> Wait, that so would be a problem. How is that? You, would you have to buy a train ticket to get into the <laughs> venue? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. That'd be though. cool. That's a marketing. It could employee. be almost like a Harry Potter thing, like platform nine and three quarters. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool news. Um, I think Roger's been planning something like this for many years, mm-hmm. but he's finally launched right into it. Um, yeah. He has plans to, like I said, do an actual barcade, mm-hmm. so pinball and arcade machines, console games, everything. Mm-hmm. He's just got to find a venue, and they've been looking for, I think, a good couple of months now, maybe three months. Mm-hmm. And that one that you mentioned, the Petersham Station, he said that was a good venue, but very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, everywhere in Sydney is going to be expensive, yeah. especially when you're looking for something that 
has room to put yeah. a lot of machines into. Yeah. I think this is... I mean, that's the reason why, you know, we don't have anything besides 1989, right? Because mm. just Sydney is really expensive yep. and space is such a premium that... Yeah, and you need space for a venue like this. Yep. And not even just for games, just space for people to move around. Yeah, move around, yeah. So that it's not like sardines, you know. Because yep. some people... I, I was talking to another friend of mine about this, and he was saying he went to a place like this in Canberra, and it was great, but then, you know, at nighttime, it essentially turned into like a club full of people who didn't necessarily want to play games. Mm. They just like going there. Yeah. Or maybe they have like a few friends in their circle that like playing games, but not everyone does. Yeah. So they all go there, and some of them just have drinks while other play other people play games. Mm. And so the place is full of people just drinking, basically, mm. um, which is good for the venue, but you need that space for those yeah. people too. I was just going to say, that's not a problem in itself because yeah. that's fine if there's a heap of people there that are just drinking and stuff like that. But then if you don't have the space to house that amount of people mm. and... You can't get a drink mm. and it just makes it all mm. horrible and squashy yeah. and that's not good. I mean, mm. we talked before about that problem with Bartronico, mm -hmm. which is similar. It's it's mm. a fantastic place. Mm. But at night time, forget about it. Yeah. If you can get in there, mm. for starters, mm. um, we were literally waiting about 40 minutes to get a drink. Yeah. That's insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, what's the bloody point? Is that... I mean, that doesn't seem right, though, in terms... Like, just for any venue. Yeah. They must have been understaffed. You would think so. But I think the good news at the moment is that Bartroninger have renovated now. Mm -hmm. They've done a bunch of work on that place, and I think they only cool. just reopened last week. Okay. So I have no idea what it looks like now, because I haven't seen the pictures or anything like that. But hopefully, if it's not more space, at least it will be a better use of the space. Right. And if you can actually buy a drink, yep. that'd be nice. Um, mm. Yeah, space is a problem. I think the thing about the space and and what I was kind of describing too, though, is it's it's good for the venue to be full, but for the people that go there to play games, it's a problem because you want to you want to have a drink, you want to play a game, mm. and then. Sometimes you just you can't actually get to the games because the place is so full with people yeah. who aren't interested in playing games, but they want to lean on an arcade machine, you yeah. know. And in Barktronica, a similar thing happens where they have like those booths with the console games set up, mm. and people are just sitting on in the booth but not playing the game, you mm. know. Mm. And um, I mean, that's I get why that happens, but that's why I guess you need like that overflow kind of space for patrons who aren't playing games yeah you know yeah um and i i know it's easy to say and not so easy to do but yeah the point really the takeaway point being for this kind of venue you need lots of space mm. yep. <laughs> i guess you know yep. um and then yeah it comes to the point where i guess you could make that regardless how much space you have if it gets popular you're not going to have that space anymore because mm. it's going to fill with people so I think, mm. yeah, there's there's a constant challenge there and it's tough. Mm. It's really, really tough. I don't know what Netherworld has done, but they've, they seem to be uh, doing whatever they're doing. It's working. What did they, what did it feel like in terms of space there? It's, it's big. It's not huge. 
Um, I think maybe the the main thing about Netherworld is that it's a it's a big circular bar. Mm. So right. if you want to get a drink, there's so much space to just go up to the bar and get a drink. Right. It's in the round. It's what? The bar's <laughs> in the round. In the round. Okay. It's, you don't, I don't it's get round. It. And it's in the I mean, middle. It's in the, the middle. Room. It's an island. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, you knew that part. In the, it's a reference <laughs> to at a concert. They have the stage in the center and uh, yeah, okay. the crowd's all around. Yep. Yep. In the round. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's a staffing thing as well. Maybe they hire enough staff to, to make sure people are getting served. Yep. But it's also a good spot in that um, there's little, not little areas, there's areas away from the bar. So mm. there's always somewhere where you can go where it's just not packed. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's very big. There's a lot of people, but not crammed. Mm. Like when we were there, it seemed like, you could always walk around easily, mm. yeah. but yeah. there's always people anyway. Like, lots of people, but not so many that's a problem. Yeah. You can always manage to walk through, you know, center mm. of people and stuff like that, mm. whereas other places you just have a, have a wall of people you mm. can't even get through. I think in a situation where you're waiting 40 minutes for a drink, I mean, that's something where something has gone wrong. Like, no one wants that situation. Mm. The patron doesn't want it. The owner doesn't want it. The person working behind the bar definitely doesn't want it. Yeah. Um, because that's just a shitty situation for everyone. Yeah. So whether it's, it might just be that someone's called in sick or, mm. you know, they didn't expect to be that busy, you know. Mm. Or the problem is always cocktails. Yeah. Uh, take them off the menu. Please. <laughs> Please. You can get through your people really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Or have a separate cocktail bar. Hmm. Can you one person starting the cocktails or something like that? Yeah, that would help. Yeah, even yeah. one person doing like the easy drinks. Because you're right, you, cocktails is the problem. Yeah. It's always people in front of you ordering cocktails, and it takes ten minutes to make mm. them. Something. Yeah. And by the time this happens, sometimes which is ridiculous, they've made the cocktails or the shots or whatever. They drink them, and then they order more mm. while they're still standing there at the bar. Because by the time wow. they've made them and put them on the bar. They drink them, and then they say, oh, yeah, we'll have six more of those, please. Mm. And it's just, yeah. It's a tough problem. So the problem is also assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what Roger Z does. Hopefully he gets somewhere good. Yeah. But Sydney is really, really tough. Yeah. We just talked about Melbourne and Brisbane. Sydney is another league of challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I mean, there's the cost, but then, and then there's also just the spread, you know, and the fact that it's harder to get around and... Yep. People don't want to leave their houses because it's just a pain in the ass to get anywhere. Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised that he thinks it'll work, Mm. but I really hope that he does. I mean, I don't Mm. know anything really about running a venue like that Mm. and... He's obviously very experienced, so yeah, maybe he's, he's, his whole perfect, life, I think. he's the perfect person to make it work. Yeah. You know, maybe he's our Jimmy Nails. <laughs> maybe he is the Sydney Jimmy Nails. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Roger. <laughs> Let's hope so. I mean, 1989 is fantastic. It's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, we go to trivia now as well every month or, or so. And well, I haven't been yet. I want to go. Too. It's a lot of fun. I just yeah. had a baby, so. Yeah. And there's some expansion. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yeah. I don't know if we mentioned this. They're um, mm. pulling out the kitchen. Yep. So they're no longer 1989 Arcade Bar and Kitchen. They're just 1989 Arcade Bar. Yeah. The kitchen's closed down. No more cheeseburgers. Correct. Mm. They still have food. They get, they get food brought in by some oh. restaurant that's next it, door or something well, like that. It's like, oh, a, okay. is it the Rocket Pizza? Rocket? Something Boy, like that. But it is a pizza shop like two doors down. Mm. Yeah. So if you order food, they just come and yeah. take it yeah, your table. Sounds, sounds like a sweet deal. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're still serving food, but yeah, they're going to gut that kitchen and put more games in there. Mm. It makes a lot of sense because the amount of money you make on food would be small compared to the alcohol. Mm. And then, yeah, he just needs the space. Mm. Get more people in. and Yeah. And there's so many places to eat around there. Yeah. Well, you, you know, there's not really, doesn't really, you don't need the kitchen. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah. It's not, it wouldn't be making money and yeah, they can just make some arrangement with someone close by mm. like that if people want to eat. Mm. Yeah, so really keen to see what they do with that space. Um, and on the subject of that sort of thing, arcades and bars and so mm-hmm. on and so forth, the inaugural Australian Arcade Championships mm. has been announced. Seventeenth mm. and eighteenth of August. Uh, let me read this little blurb that was posted. Mm-hmm. The Australian Arcade Championships is a two-day tournament featuring classic arcade games from the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Players will be allowed thirty game attempts on the Saturday, with their top five scores going towards qualifying. The top sixteen will return on the Sunday for a head-to-head best-of-three single elimination battle royale. So what? I'm a bit unclear. Sorry, did I interrupt in the middle of the blurb? No, it, no, no, no. It's a very long description. What games are they? They haven't said. Ah. Oh. 70s, 80s, 90s. Okay. Oh, 90s too. Yeah. So it's not just like classic era no. games. Some could say 90s is classic era. No. <laughs> <laughs> not Matt. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this is combined into the same week as Kong Off 3 and Brisbane Pinball Masters. Well, I kind of think of Classic as, like, before Jammer kind of thing. No. Get out of here. <laughs> before Jammer? Yeah, so you've got, like, Galaga and Bubble Donkey Bubble. Kong and those games. Yeah, I can see your point. Yeah. Gold, yeah. Gold and then once you get to the Jammer Pac-Man. level, that's when you've got, like, yeah. Everything else. The next stage. Hmm. No, Jammer's been around for a long time. And yeah, maybe listeners who don't know what we're talking maybe about. Maybe it was more like prevalent in Japan for a long time before it came to... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, Jammer is a, was a standard they introduced because what you're talking about, classic games, they were mm. all very... Um, they're custom. Mm. So you have the PCB board, the pins that go out to the controls, mm. they're all different. Mm. depending on the game. And then Jammer came along and said, hey, why don't we standardise this? Mm. So you can just buy a PCB board, mm. throw it into your cab, plug it in, and it works. Yeah. So before Jammer, when you bought an arcade game, you were buying the whole cabinet and all the parts, mm. pretty much. Mm. And then when Jammer came along, you could use the same cab and just switch out the PCB yep. for a different game. Yep. Like yeah. the marquee artwork. Yep. Yep. 
Yes. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's going to be combined with Kong Off 3 and Brisbane Pinball Masters. So Brisbane Pinball Masters is the largest and I would say best pinball competition in Australia. Mm-hmm. I think last year they had about 120 players. Uh, Kong Off 3 is obviously the third one, but I attended the Kong Off 2 last year, which was probably my favourite gaming event of the mm-hmm. entire year, uh, where national and international Donkey Kong players come and play head-to-head. Yeah. It's awesome. There is going to be so many people there that week. It's going to be Holy crazy. crap. And Jimmy it's- said um, he's going to be announcing some very special guests shortly. <laughs> some very special people who are coming along. Um, so that's going to be... A huge week. There's a there's mm. now a Facebook page for the event, which I'll put into the show notes. Um, a blurb on the Facebook page. It says the BPAC, B-P-A-C, I don't know what that stands for. Probably Brisbane Pinball Arcade something. Mm-hmm. Pinball Arcade Showcase Club. is brought to you by Hutchinson Builders, Australian Machines ah, Distributors, and the Brisbane Arcade and Pinball Collective. Oh, that's BPAC. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Problem solved. The showcase will be home <laughs> to 10 days straight of IFPA-endorsed events. So that's pinball IFPA events. What? So this is happening at the same time? Yeah. Holy moly. All at the same time. There's a whole week of IFPA pinball tournaments. Jesus. And we'll include... Everyone's going to be there. Yeah. Wow. And we'll include the Australian Kong Off 3 and the 5th Annual Brisbane Pinball Masters, now part of the Stern Pro Circuit. Mm-hmm. So there's probably going to be some big international pinball players coming over. I wonder if, uh, do you think Tim will go to that? Tim will be there. Mm. Absolutely. What about Venables? Yeah, he. I think he said he's coming. Mm-hmm. He also recently had a baby, so yeah, we'll see. It's tough, yeah. Uh, this goes on to say, The Queensland Royal Show, affectionately known as The Ecker, have graciously offered us nearly 400 metres squared next to the Stockman's Bar within the Acker Grounds. Wow. Um, they're going to fill this place fill this place to the brim with 50 pinball machines, 20 original arcade cabs, um, a pinball and arcade paradise surrounded by fairy floss, laughing clowns, wine bars, craft beer alley, sideshow alley, cows, carnival rides, and country music. <laughs> One of these things is not like the others. <laughs> I was going to say all of those things I like until they said country music, but you know you can't oh. have everything. Yeah. Are you referring to the cows? Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind cows. Don't like country music. Oh my god, it's going to be huge. Why country? Okay, because it's a show. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like sure. you know a rural. Is it rural, rural though? I don't know. It's in what, Brisbane. What is it called when it's? <laughs> what's it called when it's not called the Easter Show? What, whatever they call it? Yeah. What do you mean? It's the... What, what's, what's, what is it's that usually, show when it's not in Easter? When it's a show, it's usually wherever the show is. So, it would be like the the Castle Hill show or... Okay. It's the Queensland Royal Show. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Affectionately known as the Ekka. Ekka. I don't know what Ekka is. E-K-K-A. Ekka. Easter... Gonna go to the Ekka. The, 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 the arcade games be... and the cows and the country music. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your impersonation of a broad Australian accent? <laughs> Something like that. Right. <laughs> Holy moly, that's 
insane. Now I'm starting to understand the scope of this thing. Mm. And um, mm. wow. Yes. That's huge. And it's right next to Netherworld. Yep. And Pinball So is House. It, is that Fortitude oh, yeah. Valley where Netherworld is? Yes. Yeah. Right. Where did you guys stay last time? Uh, Fortitude Valley. Yeah, we stayed in Fortitude Valley. FV by Peppers. How was it? Amazing. Hmm. Your that review? hotel is paved in gold. That actually... Um, <laughs> it's pretty fancy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But it's literally around the corner from Netherworld. Like, what? 30 seconds walk? Yeah. I mean, if you walk past, because you've got to cross the road. So, 40 seconds then. Yeah. <laughs> close enough that... If the yeah. car's coming, 50 seconds. Put it this way. Close <laughs> enough that at Kong Off 2, I was sick. I, <laughs> I had to leave Netherworld many, many times. Um, and it wasn't an issue. Because my hotel was right next door. Oh. So, you were doing the return to base? Yes. Evacuation? Many times. Yeah. <laughs> like the elevator ride probably took longer. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, there was one time I was I, I was traveling up the ele- uh, elevator back to our uh, room. I can't remember. It was late at night, maybe a Saturday night or something. I walked in there. It was literally just jam-packed full of half-naked women. Right. It was weird. What, in the hotel? No, in the elevator. Oh. Yeah. The- Elevator in the hotel. Yeah, so they were heading up to some party or something like that. But I just walked into the elevator and there's all these girls there, wall to wall, and they all went silent. And so I just stood there. (laughs) When you say half naked. Well, you know, not like... All the bits were covered. Yeah. 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 But it's Brisbane, so it's hot. Okay. So, yeah. But it was awkward. (laughs) Was it hot, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, it's going to be awesome. And I'm going. Matt's going. Yeah. Ben Benassi's going. Mm. We're waiting for John. Yeah, well, I, it's look, it's looking good. Um, right. <laughs> the baby will be like eight months then, so it's pretty safe. But Brianna's also still going to be on maternity leave at that point. So she actually might come with me. Yeah, cool. Um, and it sounds like if there's a whole show on, then yeah. there's going to be lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Not just games... So, it might be good. Mm. It might work out well. Mm. You can sell that. It's just going to be like, really, the hard part is going to be when I want to go and play games and she wants to go and, like, have a coffee or something. Mm. And I'm going to be like, I'm missing it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Homer. It's going on right now without me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's difficult when you... Yeah, you've just had a child and all that kind mm. of stuff. But also, I mean, you're traveling interstate. It's expensive. Mm. Yes. And it's a, it's over a week. It's 10 days. Well, I think so. this is a situation where really it's, it's if I want to do this, I can't go to PAX. And I think mm. from what you've just told me, I think I'd rather go to this. Mm. Because PAX is kind of, PAX is awesome. It's so big and it PAX is kind of like, the gaming convention for everyone that everyone mm. can enjoy. Mm. This is very specific to like classic arcades and pinball yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And that that's my thing. So mm. it's like a um 
it's like a concentrated shot of what I like about packs, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, and put it this I'm way: if you, if you go through the ten days, and you still like pinball and arcade games, then you know you're in. <laughs> you know that's your thing. Whereas after the ten days, you go, you know what? I don't like this anymore. Well, it sounds you like know? there's enough there though to keep you going for that sort of time. Mm. Like. It sounds like at Netherworld they have enough games to keep you interested that long. Yeah. Yeah. And then the plus side is even if you don't want to be part of the craziness of the, all the comps and everything, you can still just go to Netherworld and have a, yeah. a game. Yeah, that's right. You know, and just chill out rather than being like in the big full-on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't... And comps like all week. Holy moly. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And because of that, all the big pinball players are going to be there. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a bunch of arcade people, but I don't really know them, so mm. I'm sure I'll meet lots of people. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, I mean, I went to PAX and I went to Kong Off last year and I enjoyed Kong Off more than PAX. Mm. So if I had to choose, I'd be going to this mm -hmm. rather than PAX. Yep. Um. But it is a very hard decision because they're different things. Mm. But yes, that's going to be very exciting. It's in August. I would suggest if you have any interest in gaming in Australia, you need to head to this thing. <laughs> and maybe even if you're overseas. I know there's a lot of New Zealanders coming. Mm. There will be a number of USA people coming. It's going to be big. It's going to be good. Sounds great. Sure does. <laughs> and shall we leave it there? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right. So thanks for listening to Game the System podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is on Game the System forums at gamethesystem.co. You can also reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co like Kerry did. Mm. You can be Kerry too. If you email us at feedbacklovelythings.co about us and yeah or you could say horrible things about us yeah you could do that yeah you can do that too <laughs> you can reach me on twitter at mark's tweet that's at m a r c s underscore tweet john twitches over at twitch.tv slash wago that's h w a y g o mm -hmm. matt stream stuff maybe mm. Uh, once. It might happen again. Yeah. <laughs> He'll find another game that he can't definitively get the highest score in and probably go for the Indeed, matched the highest score. Or, yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on twitch.tv slash BSS is watching you, or one word, no spaces. Please rate us on iTunes. That helps. Mm. Helps us get the word out. And thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.